This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, this is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, Whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, 
and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe Within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe betterhelp.com slash vibe go start online therapy dm me on instagram let me know how it's going and i hope that you get the help the support and the healing that you deserve welcome to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen each week we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness yoga addictions spirituality mental health rituals and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Sunny Day Real Estate, and it's called Circles. It's super 90s grunge, and today when I'm recording this episode, it's been gloomy and dreary and rainy here in Tampa, and it sparked a lot of creativity for me. I don't know what it is, but I feel the most zen and focused and just light, I guess, when it rains. And I mean, Rain is very cleansing. Rain is very uh, spiritually, energetically releasing. Um, I have a very strong connection to rain, and I'm sure that a lot of you guys have a very strong connection to water just in general. Um, A lot of nostalgic memories are linked to thunderstorms and, you know, summer showers and... um, just that feeling that you get when it's dreary and rainy all day long it kind of gives you this this holistic permission slip to slow things down and to turn inwards um you know a lot of people in LA they they talk about how since the sun is out almost all year and it's perfect weather um it's it gives them a lot of pressure And I lived in L.A. for three years, and I can definitely remember this, um, this pressure to be productive, to go outside, to go hiking. And when it does rain in L.A., I remember we were in like a a three-year drought when I lived there, and then it finally started raining. It was like two weeks of like full, just full-blown rain showers, and everybody, everybody was loving it because it gave us permission to turn within, to slow down, to just hang out inside, you know. And that's what this coronavirus is doing as well. I mean, on a larger scale, obviously, and I'm not trying to talk it down at all, but what it's doing is it's forcing us to obviously go inside of our homes and not go outside and um, connect to our, our inner alchemy, if you will. I mean, the definition of alchemy is transforming something that doesn't have a lot of substance into something powerful and medicinal. So even though we are sitting in a phase of stillness, of nothingness, of we can't do the normal day-to-day activities, we can actually transform this phase of our lives into a very potent medicine. So This episode is kind of going to be sporadic, but I have a lot of notes and I have a lot of things I want to touch base on because I got really strong, a really strong pull to come on here and and record and I wasn't planning on it and I just started to get all these downloads and all these ideas that I feel like a lot of you guys are are also um, thinking. It's not just me. 
the reason why I come on here and do solo episodes and kind of just spill my emotional guts all over the place is because I know I'm not the only one thinking these things because you guys you guys message me on Instagram, you guys email me and you guys share with me like all the same stuff. So it's really interesting the times we're in, obviously. Um, And what I was just saying about alchemy, alchemy is making medicine out of something that really doesn't have any substance. So like, you know, alchemists, they will be all about combining herbs and, and spiritual practices and, and spell work and, um, making elixirs that are healing for the body and the mind. Um, There's just so many things that can go into it. And now as we're sitting in our homes, we're being triggered. We're being triggered to really find that power that is within us to make this shit show into uh, an amazing, amazing movie, if you will. Um, So it's one big test. And... I want to say before I get into this, I know that there's a lot of pressure out there on Instagram, whatever, um, to be productive. A lot of pressure to read all your books and, and work out at home and do all these things. And I'm going to explain to you what happened to me because I burned myself out we've been in quarantine for a little while now and I burned myself out and yesterday I had a complete Hashimoto like um you know breakdown um I'm trying to think of the word right now my I have so much brain fog right now it's like kind of fucking me up but uh I had just a lot of symptoms and it was very sporadically happening And then yesterday I woke up and I just had a full-blown, you know, Hashimoto attack where your body feels like it's attacking itself. And I had to really take a step away from I'm not working out, I'm not putting pressure on myself to do anything, and I spent the entire day tending to my body and my mind. So I, you know, did everything that I could. I cupped my body. I made elixirs. I took my herbs. I, I took a variety of different herbs. I took a bath. I did some spell work. I did some candle magic. I literally did every single thing that I had in my toolbox. And I still felt, you know, kind of crappy at the end of the night. And I was just excited for the day to be over and today I feel completely different. I worked out, I journaled, I was able to show up in a different way because yesterday was just a test. And in those moments where we feel so shitty and so triggered and we can't escape right now. I mean, I couldn't I can't escape and go to the gym and use the sauna. I had to sit with it. And that's one of the main teachings of Buddhism is sitting with the shit, um, sitting with your shitty emotions. And instead of fighting, instead of resisting, you're letting them move through you. Understanding that everything is temporary and impermanence um, is a very beautiful thing that can help us get through some of the darkest moments of our lives. And this is a very dark phase of our lives right now. We don't know what's going on, but what we do know is that it's temporary. Um, And that's the one thing that's keeping everyone going, I feel like. And that's one of the main practices and teachings of Buddha is impermanence and um, non-grasping and non-attachment. So I I have a lot of things I want to get into in this episode. And I I hope all of you guys are just finding your way to positively manipulate your energy within your body and within your psyche so that you are thriving. And that's what this episode's about. It's about thriving in times of chaos and finding ways to energetically transform our toxic, heavy, uncomfortable, suffering energy within our body and our mind and actually transform it um, and feel better.
that's the whole goal right now. That's, that's why I'm making this episode, at least. So I want to get into this spiritual house arrest and flashbacks um, thought and idea that I had the past few days. We are in house arrest right now. We are in a spiritual house arrest. And with that comes a lot of memories, a lot of flashbacks, a lot of nostalgic energy. Because all we have is ourselves and our family members and whoever we are living with, which can be very triggering. I'm triggered every single day. And I'm learning how to live my life with the triggers and allow myself to disconnect from them because I can't change anyone and I can only change the reaction of my own emotions. So right now, um, in general, we're focused, we're, we're in a very fiery and high energy type of frequency because there's a lot of fuzz and static. We're, we're stuck, if you will. We're quote-unquote stuck in our houses, but, but we don't have to look at it that way. So spiritual house arrest can leave us feeling overwhelmed, panicky, anxious, and experience an overall feeling of unsettledness. But this time of solitude can also be bringing us into past timelines and flashbacks and memories and we can be revisiting old scenarios from the deep deep woods of our past so that's why we feel so anxious we have a lot of time to sit and think we have a lot of time to ruminate we have a lot of time to reflect on our lives and our past and our cycles and our patterns and our reactions and why we are the way we are and you know, we're around our family so much. If you are with your family or you're with your roommates or with your friends, you're maybe you're starting to recognize how they treat you, how you treat them, why that is, the energy that you have towards them, the energy they have towards you. Um, that's just awakening at its, at its most basic level. Um, this time is very vivid. So these vivid memories, it's almost like we're time hopping and we get these nostalgic jolts of remembering um, and it's completely normal to have flashbacks because we are completely going inwards and connecting to ourselves. And with that comes a lot of shadow work and healing and I'm not the only one talking about this, although I definitely did feel like something was going to happen back in December. I kind of got all these messages from my spirit guides on my birthday, and which was also some kind of crazy energy portal, 1212. I know I've talked about this before on, on here, but I'm just mentioning it for people who are new listeners. But on that day, I had some huge, loud, screaming downloads to me saying that I needed to pack up my shit in Philly and either move temporarily to stay with my mom and focus on my health or just figure it out and health and wellness and security and being safe was being screamed at to me. And <clears throat> I moved here January 13th and not even two weeks later we're hearing about coronavirus in on cruise ships and in China and on all that shit so I don't think it was a coincidence at all I think that my spirit guides were telling me um, that I needed to prepare for something that I was totally unaware of and if I was stuck in Philly and in, in the house that I was living in I would have been fucked like literally I would have been fucked um, financially physically emotionally um i would have i would have fucking i don't know i don't know what i would have done i don't know what i would have done i'm just really grateful that i'm here so as much as we are being triggered right now and i want this to connect to you guys too how, however much you're being triggered we have to look at the big picture and you know yeah it sucks especially if you're in a household that's anyway toxic or manipulative or emotionally or physically abusive I'm not I'm not saying that's okay at all um 
I really, I really feel for those people right now um, because that's a whole other level that people have to deal with. And for those of us who luckily aren't dealing with physically abusing, you know, family, you know, the emotional and the energetic abuse, the the trauma from childhood, that's normal and that's going to come up, especially in this time. And I feel like the entire globe is dealing with that right now. Whether you're alone or whether you're with your entire family, you are dealing with shadow work right now. Everyone, everyone in this entire earth, which is crazy because there's a global awakening happening, which um, we've only ever spoken about and all of like the spiritual people and thought leaders and whatever the fuck you want to call them, um, energy leaders or psychics, We've only ever talked about these things, about a global awakening, and now it's happening, and now we're like, oh, holy shit, you know, like, we definitely feel it. Um, And we can find ourselves ruminating about the past, about situations from adolescence or childhood. We can have, um, especially if you're doing a lot of meditation or a lot of yoga or movement practice. You can have out-of-body experiences and kind of project yourself into a past memory from your childhood that is completely random. That's normal. That's shadow work. That's fucking shadow doing the work and bringing stuff up that you thought didn't mean anything, um, but it obviously does or else it wouldn't be bubbling up to the surface. So, it's all within reason and right now the globe is dealing with a forced shadow work session and we don't even know how long this shadow work session is going to be so that's kind of the dark beauty of it all is the the unknowing the the not knowing of it all and um each day we just have to kind of wake up and do the same thing it's a lot of people are saying this is like groundhog's day and it's it's like a a repetitive triggering thing but It doesn't have to be like routine is great and having a routine can make us feel grounded during this time, but switching it up and um, not pressuring ourselves to be this hyper productive human and just allowing ourselves to sink into whatever is happening. So, yeah, that sounded really wooey, but whatever. Um so when we have out-of-body experiences especially when it's about a scenario that happened in our childhood we are experiencing and perceiving that that scenario with new eyes with adult eyes with a new perception so we are a new human now and we have a more well-rounded outlook on the trauma that we went through as a kid so the fact that that scenario is coming up and we're revisiting it as an adult is an opportunity for us to rewrite our story and to rewrite the whole narrative of what happened so we have that that upper hand now that when a triggering or dark or kind of unpleasant memory comes up into our mind now as an adult we can look at it as an adult we don't have to look at it as a child and we can look at it as giving us forgiveness and um or forgiving the people around us who were who were not treating us well or we can forgive ourselves for dealing with people who were treating us like shit so it's literally a way for us to re-sculpt our our current reality which is kind of along the lines of Nettle Goddard if you're familiar with his work I've been tapping into a lot of podcasts that talk about Neville Goddard and how he basically says that you can rewrite your story and tap into this like frame of mind that it's kind of imaginary and a pretentious mind that you can just psych yourself out kind of and say oh no that didn't happen this is what happened no that didn't happen and this is actually what happened because now I'm an adult and now I 
um, seeing things clearly and I can rewrite my entire script of the memories that traumatized me. So we we have the power to manipulate our energy and our mind. So I'm going to go into this next little bit. Um, we die over and over again. We are reborn over and over and over again. And when I was sitting in this life that I'm that I'm currently in a year ago, I was in a completely different realm. All right, sorry, I had to stop because my neighbor across the street decided to use a fucking ble- leaf blower. <clears throat> okay, so what I was saying is that we die over and over again. And who I was this exact time last year is completely different. I, I feel like that that girl has died. Like, she is dead. And she was naive. And she was, you know, not saying that I'm not naive anymore, but I'm a little bit less naive. And maybe I'm a little bit more smart. And maybe I'm a little bit more knowledgeable from my experiences. Because experience is knowledge and wisdom. And so this time last year, just to paint you a picture, and I know that Some of you guys are completely new listeners, and some of you guys have been listening to me from the beginning, but just to paint a short picture, um, this time last year, I was scammed by a realtor in Miami. I will link the article that I wrote all about that. I wrote an article for Medium about the entire story, and it's, it was like really nostalgic for me to write about it because I wrote about just everything that happened Um, Because a lot of people were asking me about it. So I'll link that in the show notes. But so I got I got scammed by a realtor. I became homeless, had to put all my shit in storage and had to give my mom my cat. And then I decided that I was going to fly up to Philly and stay with this dude who I met at Envision Festival. And we clicked and connected at Envision Festival. But little did I know he was a drug addict and a drug dealer and one of the most toxic people that I've ever like experienced in my life because he was a full-blown drug addict. So I, like the codependent kind of person I am, I tagged along and I did drugs and I I partied and, you know, I was going through a dark time anyways because I was literally homeless. Um, And I just, I just didn't care. I was like, you know what, like whatever, this guy's cool. And I thought that we were going to be friends for a while. And then that went sour really quickly. And my whole life just fucking went to shit. And then it got really good. And then it got really bad again. And the whole time I lived in Philly, I was there for about seven months and it was just I was in my dark night of the soul. I was in the peak of my Saturn return and so much fucking shit occurred. Um, If you want to read more articles about that kind of shit, I I write for Medium and Elephant Journal and I'm going to link all those articles in the show notes. So yeah, so very dark time. When I look back to that, to a year ago, it was exactly a year ago that I was living with this dude doing massive amounts of drugs, drinking every day, feeling like I was going to die emotionally and physically, not understanding um, why this was happening to me. And now I'm realizing that it was happening for me and everything that happens to us in our lives um, is literally just synchronistic little breadcrumbs that are trying to guide us in the most gentle way possible from the universe, but sometimes the universe just loses its patience and says, you know what, you're not fucking paying attention. We're going to do some fucked up shit to you. And by we're, I'm saying like spirit guides, the universe, the force, the energy of, of like just the entire universe is going to have to do something kind of fucked up in order for you to, in order to shake you, in order to shake you off of your path and realign you or reset you on some other path so when I look back at that happening I say okay maybe I wasn't supposed to be in Miami maybe I was supposed to take a leap of faith and live that gypsy life and suffer and you know just fucking I don't know it was a very really it was a really fucking weird time And then it got really good, and I taught yoga, and I found my niche in Philly, and I found my people and my community, and 
for a very short period of time, you know, and it felt good, but it didn't feel good. It, it felt it felt good, but I still felt very isolated and still very alone. And a lot of us have been dealing with isolation and spiritual solitude for far longer than this quarantine has been happening. We've been dealing with it for two or three years. I can say that I've been dealing with solitude since my toxic relationship that I was in in 2017. I was in a relationship with a narcissist and he got the people that I was living with to hate me. He got um, just a lot of drama and he made me feel very isolated within my own life. Even though I had a huge yoga class following and community in Miami and I felt so good after teaching, it didn't matter because I was stuck in a toxic relationship. So I'm painting, I'm painting you this picture because like that girl is gone and I want you to sit there and kind of do this reflection prompt or this, you can even do it as a writing prompt. Um, and a lot of these writing prompts are in my modern meditation and shadow work journaling course, which is only 27 bucks right now if you are needing that. But, um, so sitting down with ourselves right now and saying, where, where were we a year ago, mentally, physically, our bodies are completely different. Our minds are completely different. Our surroundings are completely different. Even if you live in the same house and you have the same job, your life is completely different on an energetic level, especially because you're listening to this podcast. You're awakened. You are within the, the collective who is aware of these things. Maybe if you had no idea what I was talking about, you would you would disagree with me and you would say, no, my life is completely the same. I have the same job, the same house, the same relationship. Nothing's changed. That's the perception and this perspective of an asleep person. <laughs> so I can say that, you know, there's a lot of archetype stuff happening right now. And I have a lot of people who message me and text me and I'm living with family right now and I'm living with my mom and my stepdad and my stepdad is very triggering and you could label him as the archetype as um, the evil stepdad archetype and it just so happens that one of my friends texted me uh, today saying that he lives with his evil stepdad as well so I found that really interesting because a lot of us are living in the same archetypal timelines it's the same stories. We're all living the same stories, just tweaked. So we're all suffering in the same ways, but just tweaked. And some are tweaked in a big way, though. You know what I mean? Like, when I, when I, when I think about timelines and I think about different realities that people are dealing with in this country, I got a, a huge, like... I don't, it's not a flashback, but it's like an astral projection, I guess. It was very quick. It wasn't anything crazy or long. But I was laying on my floor after my shower, and I thought I, I like, projected to, like, the, the slums in, like, Brooklyn or, like, the Bronx in, in New York and how those neighborhoods and those pockets of, of neighborhoods are suffering so bad right now can you fucking imagine I mean like if you're listening to this podcast 98% of my mind wants to say that it's positive that you aren't suffering on that level simply because you're awakened enough to have a podcast app on your phone or listen to this podcast or you know like be in this realm of self-development self-growth self-help psychology mental health just to be on that level tells me that you aren't suffering as much as those people might be because those people are dealing with trauma sexual abuse um, financial you know just no finances no money for food no money for rent I mean those people who live in those timelines 
in the ghettos of LA or New York or Chicago or Miami. Um, I lived in a very ghetto area in Miami for three years. I had a really nice house there, but the, the area itself was fucking gnarly. And the shit that I saw there was traumatizing, to be honest. All the homeless people, all the people just literally dying on the streets. So not even to get into the homeless timeline because, you know, I mean, they're probably, they're, they're probably not feeling this affect them as much, to be honest. They're probably like, oh, nothing's changed for us. We're still on the streets. Um, only thing is with homeless people is that there's no, there's no society walking around the cities. There's no one to panhandle to. So like, wow, that's like, fuck. So that's how they're suffering is that they're not able to get money from society, from panhandling, and they're not able to go in to maybe like stores and get shelter and stuff like that. That's a whole other fucking thing. Holy shit. But, um, so these people in the time timelines who were already suffering enough, who like they have, they have food stamps and they have like huge families and they have like an alcoholic dad or mom, or they have like an abusive parent. They have sisters and brothers. They, there's so much fighting. Like these are the timelines and the realities that I've been like thinking about. And it's, it's like, it makes me feel kind of shitty because I'm sitting here in my mom and my stepdad's house with my cat and their dog and I have like my office out on the porch and I, I, I work out and I'm trying to like make myself helpful to society in any way that I can but I feel I feel guilty and shameful for being in this comfortable scenario you know like I'm super comfortable right now. Like, maybe not physically, maybe not emotionally, I'm not comfortable because I'm dealing with my autoimmune disease or I'm, I'm dealing with my mental illness and, like, everyone else is dealing with physical and emotional stuff. But um, I'm comfortable in the sense of what my reality is. I have food on the table. I'm saving money. I'm not paying rent. I have a family who... Um, has is letting me stay with them. I have my space. I have my own room. I have a TV. I have books. I have my computer. I have this podcast. Um, so this might be a really good exercise for you to anchor down into your current reality and look at it from like a larger lens. Looking at it from a lens of a poor person, I mean, that's fucking gratitude at its finest, you know? Looking at your life through the lens of a poor person and maybe trying to astral project to a timeline that is very in the realm of suffering. I mean, think about, I just got another one. Think about all the women who are single moms in all these slummy and ghetto and unsafe neighborhoods who they can't work now they are forced to stay at home with their kids who can't go to school so maybe the single mothers don't really have a lot of resources financial resources and now these kids have to do online schooling and what if they don't have technology what if they don't have computers what if they don't have the resources to access online these single moms or single parents um, we're already struggling financially to put food on the table and to pay rent or child support or whatever. It's just fucking crazy to, to like, even if it's just for like a split second that your mind travels to that reality and that timeline, it's like jolting. It's fucking shocking, to be honest. It's like, holy fuck, like there's other realities that that aren't mine that are like, suffering way more that are like on the brinks of death that are like on the brinks of suicide that are like dying emotionally and spiritually and you know 
if we could get our our psyche and our minds to tap into those realities that are scary then it makes it so much easier for us to connect to abundance and gratitude and all these things that everybody says is so important to live our best lives when it should be easy anyways especially in this time that we're in and coronavirus and a quarantine like if, if you're in a reality that's comfortable it's a good time to just be alive and 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 be instead of th- instead of worrying about what society is pressuring us to do and get a better job and get a better house and get a better relationship and fix your body and but at the same time since we have so much time on our hands to be and to do things and to turn within there's there is an opening there is an energetic opening that is giving us a space and time to do those things with we don't have to pressure we don't have to we don't have to be a victim to the pressure of society we don't have to like be a fucking the only person that's that should be pressuring ourselves is us we shouldn't have Gwyneth Paltrow fucking pressuring ourselves because she's sharing on her goop podcast saying that everybody should be learning a new language and writing their book like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, when I, when I saw that meme, it, like, made me feel sick. And it, it, like, created a really gross energy in my body. Because that's just, like, pure elite materialism at its finest. And I think it's really funny that, like, the paradigms are all collapsing right now. And, like, celebrities don't mean anything right now. They literally do not mean anything. Um, If anything, artists and musicians are on a higher elite scale than actors and actresses. I mean, people are still going to always look at celebrities as being on a pedestal. But, like, that's just because everyone still has access to movies and Netflix and binging TV shows right now especially but what really matters and and money money does matter because everybody deserves to have their basic needs met but what really matters right now is health right health is the new wealth and i've made an episode about this and what's crazy is that my episode that is called health is wealth um I recorded that when I was living in Philly before I moved here, but it was after I got all those health downloads on my birthday. So if you want to get your mind blown a little bit, go back and listen to that episode. It's called Health is Wealth. I forget the the title, but I'll try to remember to link it in the show notes. And um, that whole episode was about how if we don't have our health, then we literally don't have anything. If we don't, if we're poor, but we, we're healthy physically and emotionally, chances are we're going to like be living a, a pretty okay life because we're going to be feeling physically and emotionally healthy and safe. When we have all the money in the world and we're, we're eating like shit and we're doing drugs and we're sniffing ketamine up our nose that is killing our bodies and our minds so you can have ten thousand dollars in your account and you can be doing drugs every day killing your body killing your mind killing your psyche what's that i mean what's ten thousand dollars gonna do for you um you can't buy your health unless you're gonna go put yourself in rehab unless you're gonna go buy like you know, a fucking health coach or holistic coach, which I don't know. I don't really, I don't know if I believe in, in holistic coaches. Like I, I get it. Some people need to learn from someone instead of like self-learning, but that's what it's all about right now is self-education, tapping into our health and, Really, I mean, if the time is is ever, it's now, right, to fix our health 
And I think a lot of people are facing that demon and that shadow. It's the health demon. The health shadow is, you know, even I'm, I'm, I'm living with my stepdad who eats very unhealthy, very, very unhealthy. He has been through a lot. He's a cancer survivor. He has one lung. He's been through a lot, and he doesn't eat healthy. And I, you know what, I, I, I honestly don't care. Um, but it's kind of interesting because I feel, I can kind of feel the shift and him beginning to, like, want to eat healthier. I don't know. Maybe that's just in my head, but people are awakening to their toxic cycles and patterns right now more than ever. And people are, I mean, some people aren't, though. I mean, I was at Publix the other day, and the woman behind me, this obese woman who, like, had, like, the worst energy ever, um, was putting probably 15 cartons of ice cream and then, like, another 15 boxes of unhealthy granola bars on the conveyor belt. And I just, like, felt sorry for her and also disgusted and I know that's my own shadow coming out because that's not right to judge someone and how they're reacting to this coronavirus but like people are so like you know like this isn't gonna wake everybody up unfortunately and fortunately um it's a very fucking crazy time that we're in right now and health is wealth, knowledge is power, you know, I forget what I was saying before, but the time is now to change, and there's a lot of my friends who, or just people in general, um, on Instagram and whatever, who are just like drinking every day and smoking every day and having wine every night and it's like that's not going to help your immune system that's and that's not going to help your emotional immune system and it's funny because I've actually gotten some cravings to drink recently I think it's because I actually thrive in chaos and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is that some of us thrive in chaos some of us when there's something like really chaotic happening our adrenaline and our cortisol actually helps us feel like we are motivated and focused and thriving and I feel like I've been thriving during this this quarantine I've been working out a lot and writing a lot of poetry and trying to record a lot of episodes that are going to be helpful for you guys and like selling Kratom and like you know shipping out packages to people and little care packages and doing like whatever I can do to to help people um and I think it's just like fuck my brain is like is mush right now um I feel like this time right now is just a pivot and if you are thriving right now that tells you a lot about your your energetic power that you have within your body and your mind if you're thriving right now that might mean that you have a purpose to help people in a different way if you're not thriving right now and you need help then that is a perfect sign for you to reach out to people and ask for help um, plain and simple I thrive during chaos I thrive during drama a lot of people who have dealt with childhood trauma in, in their lives are in the same boat so if you've dealt with a lot of trauma in your childhood you can you can kind of connect the dots and and connect to how you feel comfort in the chaos like and I talk about this a lot finding comfort in chaos but like um, as a child when you're around a lot of chaos that you can't make sense of and you find comfort in it when you get older when you when you get to be an adult 
and things are going great and smooth, then that's when the self-sabotage starts to come in. So, like, when things are good in my life, when a relationship is good, which, like, a romantic relationship, which hasn't happened that often, usually it's just, like, the honeymoon phase, but, like, when the honeymoon phase is happening, I will self-sabotage, and I'll, like, turn into a bitch, and I'll push them away, because when things are going smoothly and, and normally or whatever, that makes me feel like, oh, shit, like, when are, when are things gonna go sour? When are things gonna go wrong? You know, like, oh, shit, like, this, this isn't gonna last forever, and those are those chaotic waves that we can we can like clench and then we're and then we're grasping and then we're attaching ourselves to the moments that are that are good and we're like oh man like when is this gonna when is this gonna end I might as well end it myself because then I'll know that it's ending and that's why self-sabotage happens is because we want to be in control we want to be in control of the collapse of whatever good is happening in our lives and I'm I'm totally like that and then what happens is that we we don't know how to find comfort when things are still when when things are smooth and then that's why we do that but then when things are chaotic and life is full of drama and life is full of fighting then we find this inner power and this warrior and this I'm strong kind of energy which is totally funny because um, chaos is like feeding that so we find the warrior within when we're around chaos so a lot of us spiritual people or um, teachers or whatever you want to call yourself are finding ourselves to be very inner powerful right now and finding ourselves thriving so there's going to be waves of energy that's debilitating and exhausting at times and then there's going to be these high like staticky fuzzy glittery kind of moments where you're like everything's going to be fine I feel great this is just a moment um and then there's those moments where, like, you get struck and it's like, holy shit, like, everything is going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine, you know? I don't, I, it's like these, these, like, jolts of these, these light, jolts of light that, like, that hit your mind and make you understand something that you didn't understand three seconds earlier. And it's, that's when I feel like the spirit guides are kind of, like, zapping you. And... It's like a, a light zap where it helps you connect to clarity. So when you feel those moments of clarity, like everything's going to be okay, those are those moments that we want to hold on to and grasp on to and attach to, but you know, nothing lasts forever, everything's temporary, everything's impermanent, just like I was saying in the beginning of this episode. So, accepting and understanding that things are threading, things are moving, and the chaos waves are going to be coming in and out. So, there's going to be days that we feel like we're sinking in, like, emotional quicksand, and then there's going to be days when we feel like we are in an effortless flow state and we're like high off of the universe's smoke. So just understanding that we have those two opposite polarities right now. And my voice is starting to get all weird right now. So I'm thinking that we have, as a collective, we have a lot of throat chakra healing to do. I definitely definitely do and I've been doing some meditations based around that so if you guys you know are into the shadow work journaling and meditation um, I'm gonna link my modern meditations workshop in the show notes it's 50% off right now so I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say that it's been helping them a lot so um, 
and it has a throat chakra meditation. It has a sacral or it has a solar plexus chakra meditation. It's got a lot in there, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start to wrap this episode up because I feel like I got a lot of stuff out that I felt necessary that I know you guys are all dealing with as well. So just know that we are we are able to manipulate our energy. We are able to tap in and out of these realities. We are able to tap in and out of our own suffering. We're able to rewrite our story. We are able to like get ourselves out of the finding that comfort in in drama the self-sabotage cycles and patterns the triggers that we're dealing with at home all that you know it's one big test and I just hope that this episode helped you in any way even if it's tiny even if you just listened to this episode and you got one thing from it that's that's awesome if you want to support the podcast, you can just subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wh- wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, iTunes is definitely the place to do the, the rate and review thing because that's where, I guess that's just where it matters, unfortunately. But um, you can listen to it anywhere else, too. Uh, if you want, you can also share this episode with a family member or a friend, screenshot it, send it, copy the link, whatever. You can follow me on Instagram, you can DM me, you can email me, um, let me know if this episode resonated with you because all the time that I come on here and I do a solo episode, it's not really for me, it's because I feel this like, this vocal pressure from, from the collective to come on here and vocalize it um, and a lot of it is downloads because once I start yapping on this microphone... I start getting all these downloads and all these thoughts and I start writing notes and it's like overwhelming sometimes. So let me know if this resonated with you guys. And thank you for being here and thank you for taking care of yourself and thank you for your energy and your time and we will chat soon.